From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into a special edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'm Neil McCready. Today, it's a travel edition of the show. We've been talking about doing this for a while. And so, uh, even though it took us a little longer than maybe I intended for it to, here we are. We're getting it done. Uh, here, as we get into March and people start getting ready for their spring break vacations, as people start getting serious about their summer vacations, thought we would uh, talk to my good friend john edwards of regency travel incorporated in memphis john's been an advertiser on the oxford exxon podcast for a long time now also g pits so uh, a lot of you guys i get the email at least once a week john from people that they say um hey uh what's the name of that travel guy you guys have and i'm like john edwards that's awesome (laughs) john edwards and so i send them i send them their stuff like i've been thinking about planning a trip and now there's pressure on me to plan a trip and I think I'm going to get in touch with that travel guide. So today our guest is that travel guy, John Edwards. Uh, John, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, appreciate you doing this. So what we did, we'll just jump right into it. We uh, opened up for questions on rebelgrove.com. I took questions for about a week, I think, maybe a little bit longer. Got a bunch of questions. Finally, I had to lock the thread because I said I don't want to do a four-hour show. <laughs> so um, we'll jump into these. It's March the 1st as we tape this. I've learned to timestamp things. It's March the 1st, uh, COVID regulations are falling off fast and furious all over the U.S. I'm not sure about Europe and the rest of the world, but we'll get into some of that during, uh, during the show. We'll start with Agent Willis's question, John, and I, sometimes I never know whether people are being serious or whether they're just <laughs> trolling a little because um, there is some trolling that happens. It says, yeah. is there any reason at all to take a trip to China other than to take down their government? <laughs> I, you know, it's not high on my list, but a lot of people go and absolutely love it. Um, you see what they want you to see. Um, but touring China, you know, the Great Wall and, and the Forbidden City, uh, Hong Kong, for that matter. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's an ancient country, and so it has lots of things to look at. Um, but yeah, 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 I don't think that was a troll, but it could have been. <laughs> it, it might have been a little bit of both. And if it was, it was well done. All right. So tennis yes. rev, and I get questions like this all the time. And I know you do too. And these are, these are, um, I'm guessing this is one you could go in a lot of different directions. He says best golf weekend getaway that's driving distance from Oxford. So the first question, of course, is what's driving distance. And for most people, it's six yeah. to nine hours. Um, you, you were frozen for a second. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, Robert Trent Jones has, has a golf trail um, in Alabama, and it goes basically from Mobile all the way up to Huntsville. And there are lots of golf courses that are easy driving distance from Oxford, and you can make it last a weekend and play three different courses or, or play two courses or one course three times. I mean, it's, that's, that's an easy thing to do. Um, okay. All right. Bobby, 1980. Wants to know, John, best family vacation for an eight and 10 year old? The easy answer is Disney, but, but, you know, um, a beach trip's always good too. But w- my mom, when I was growing up, took me to Chicago several times and stayed in a hotel downtown. And you can do the same thing in New York, although Chicago is a little more easygoing than, than New York is. But it has 
great museums and lots to do and beautiful downtown and it's safe downtown. Um, so anyway, it's a great place. Yeah. We did Chicago with the kids several times, went to a play, um, mm -hmm. took them to, uh, took them to the aquarium, took them to the planetarium. Yeah. You know, all the different museums. Um, yeah. And, and you're right. Downtown Chicago. I've never felt, never felt threatened at all in downtown Chicago. People talk about no. the crime rate there and, and I don't know what it's like since COVID. I haven't been in a, in a couple of years, but um, I've always one of my favorite places. Laura and I, I were, Laura and I are watching this. Uh, <laughs> I hate to admit this, we're watching season two of Love Is Blind, and it's based in Chicago. And they show all oh, the Chicago, wow. it shows all the Chicago scenes, and I've kind of missed it uh, here lately. <laughs> Chicago right. is is great. Yeah, Marv Merchants has a question, and this is one that. Um, I've, I've almost asked you a couple of times too. most reasonable destination for a four day ski trip for a family of three. So he's being really specific here. So you can answer specifically. Yeah. And then I'm curious in general, is there an area of the country that you recommend more than others for skiing? Um, Colorado is the easiest thing for families. Um, Copper mountain and Breckenridge and, and steamboats really, um, it's not as high altitude, so it's easier on everybody. Um, the, you know, it's less than a mile. Um, and it's, it's great. I think the, I think people that are really into skiing kind of like, uh, Utah, uh, best, but for learning how, or just, a and it's reasonable than, than Colorado is, is, you know, and it differs prices and you can get good, good deals, but relatively speaking, good deals. Um, but um, it's it's pretty expensive to ski. Uh, yeah, I haven't been in a long time. I've wanted to go, and we've talked about going. We've been talked about doing the West Virginia thing at one point because we'd heard that it was kind of fun and, and different, but we just never made yeah. it up. It's, right. you know, along the East Coast is more icy um, typically, so it makes it a little more, I don't know, exciting. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but there's not much powder there. I, I don't know what the username is secrets of band scout or something. I don't know. Uh, he says three ideas for a great fall vacation for a couple with a six month old. That's, sure. that's tough. Um, Take a nap you know, at home. And, <laughs> you know, a beach or a mountain deal where you, you know, you're kind of off by yourself and, and um, because the, you know, who knows the baby, Lots of times traveling with a kid, they get off of schedule when you go to someplace different and they're sleeping in a different bed or, or whatever. Um, you know, even a big city downtown, but, but just having a six month old, I mean, about the only thing we did was go to Destin and rent a condo and just, we took turns walking out to the beach, but we didn't stay very long. Um, so, you know, it's a, that's a tough thing to do, but it can yeah. be done. I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, JG Rebs 91, John says, honeymoon ideas. We go to Mexico and or the Caribbean every year as is. So somewhere tropical would be our go-to. We're fine with going there again and staying in a higher end resort or splurge on a special room as well as going elsewhere like Southeast Asia, Greece, et cetera. Yeah. For that kind of question, pretty much need to talk to them because, you know, need to know what their budget is, what they want to do. Do they want to just, you know, go to a beach and veg? Do they want to do activities like zip lining and hiking and, and, 
and how long are they going to stay? Do they want to fly a long ways or do they want to, you know, make it a limited to three hour flight or something? There, there are a whole lot of questions. So it'd be, I'd love to talk to the person. Um, but uh, it, that's the kind of thing where I have to ask specific questions and get specific answers. That's where the, the ad reader that I read every day about give John some parameters and a budget. That's where, that's where you're good, right? Is, is here's, I've got yeah. $5,000 or I've got $7,000 or I only have $2,000 or whatever the case may be. And this is what I want to do. That's where you can take that information and get awfully specific and give them some options. Right. Right. Um, Blair 372 wants to know what are some of your uh, best bang for your buck vacations for a family of four with teenagers. And then it says, given the various COVID restrictions around outside of the state, hard to determine without breaking the bank is the good news is it does appear as we tape this, that COVID restrictions are, are, are falling off everywhere, like yes. super fast. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, <clears throat> you know, bang for your buck, uh, is something that, that we're, we're good with, but you know, what does everyone want to do? I mean, the beach vacation is always good to me, but it, some people don't like that. Um, Colorado in the summer is a great kind of place to go because there's hiking and rafting and, and the weather's beautiful. Um, is that where you go to some of the resorts? Like you go to Breckenridge in the summer and you get a, be a better deal there because there's yeah. people aren't skiing yeah. and yeah. And unless you go like it, when they have their food festival, you know, in Aspen or whatever, and then you have to book two years in advance or something, but, oh, but, yeah. but yeah, um, most of the places up there and it's great golf and it's uh it's difficult golf because it's a lot of elevation changes and thin air and anyway, but that's good. Uh, let's see. Uh, Walnut Reb wants to know your best Halloween vacation trips. Disney, Disney has a special Halloween stuff, but, but, you know, Charleston and New Orleans have neat ghost tours and everything. And if you want to go in Halloween, I, everybody's dressing up in New Orleans and it's, and, yeah. and mostly it's PG rated. <laughs> um, Charleston is, is, is a really cool town and it's great just about any time of the year. So, um, but yeah, they have a lot of history there too. Yeah. Uh, Halloween in New Orleans is fun. That's yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Uh, battle M says I'm considering a vacation in Perry County, Kentucky. The county county seat is hazard. Uh, what sites should I visit? You know, I did a little research on this and, uh, <laughs> they basically are known for hunting and fishing around there and they have a nice lake. Um, I think it's called <laughs> Buckhorn Lake and it has a state resort lodge there. So right. yes, you can, you can, it's got 36 rooms and cottages and it looks quaint, you know, it looks about like going to one of the cabins at Sardis. And, and if that's what you're looking for, it's great. Um, so, yeah. Hey, that might be where to take the, uh, the six month old, you know, just get you a cabin and, Ooh, and could and, be. Uh, yeah. That's there you go. Kentucky. Absolutely. Get, a, Absolutely. get some bourbon and just kind of hang out, you know, take, yep. a, take a walk. I bet mm -hmm. that'd be a nice little quaint place to put the baby in the stroller and take a nice walk. See, we're solving problems here. Yeah. <laughs> that's All great. right. This is a good one. Uh, because this is a debate we have in our house. Sometimes this is speaking of bourbon, uh, rye whiskey's question is best beach vacation ideas for a family of seven kids aged 17 through eight typically go to Destin or orange beach, but we're looking for new ideas. That's a good one. I think that's a, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, and 
farther south down Florida, uh, southwest Florida, is gets a whole new feel um, as far as the beaches. There are not as many high rises. Um, it's more people living there than than you know the 18 story condo that's right on the beach. Um, Sanibel Island, Marco Island, Captiva, Florida, um, Naples are great places and you can rent houses very reasonably, um, if, if not right on the beach, very close to the beach uh, in Captiva and Sanibel. Um, and uh, I mean, that's, I think that's great. And, the, and you know, there are thousands of shells on the beaches there. It's not like Destin or Orange Beach where if you find a shell, you're like, wow, look at this. Um, I mean, there are thousands and, and a lot of places you have to wear like flip-flops because you're walking on them and they hurt your feet. So, I mean, I think that's, uh, we've gone down there for 25 years for our family vacation because we got tired of seeing everyone we knew at Destin. I've got yeah. a lot of you and me. I, when I go on vacation, I don't want to see anyone that I see every day. So yeah. um, down there is, it's spectacular. Um, and, uh, and it's a lot more easy going. Um, people are a little bit more, more laid back. Um, and it's beautiful. Okay. I have to remember that. Uh, Levi275 says, I love to go to uh, Bandon Dunes with my dad. I'd love to go to Bandon Dunes with my dad while he's still able to make the trip. There are no carts, only caddies. So you're uh, walking each course. What's the best way to plan the trip? Accommodations, tea times, dining, et cetera. How much needs to be budgeted on average for that trip? It all depends on the time of year that you go, but that's that's one of the things that that I can help with. But you know, November to December, well, there are five main courses there, um, and in November and December, they're like a hundred bucks to play, and in July, October, they're bucks to play. Um, and the the lodging goes from you know low season two hundred a night to four hundred and fifty a night. You know, in in the summer through the fall. Um, where is Bandon Dunes? You know, Bandon Dunes is in Oregon. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, it's right on the coast. It's, it's beautiful and it's difficult. Um, I think they played the U.S. Open there one time. But um, anyway, it's, you know, 300 per person per night kind of is the low end and 600 per person per night. But, you know, that's double occupancy. So that's per person Um so 1200 you know, 600 to $1,200 a day to, to golf and eat and stay and that kind of deal. So that's kind of it. Okay. Um, <laughs> fuzzy with his, uh, I think he's questions meant to be funny. The best beach options for Sardis or Enid. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's <laughs> since I've been to Ole Miss beach at Sardis, you know, when I was down there. So yes, it was, that was, I haven't been to Enid, so I'm going to have to go with Sardis. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There you go. Fuzzy. Good to have, have fun on your trip. Uh, Mark Rev <laughs> wants to know best value for a Key West vacation for a week. That's another one of those depends on what you want to do. Um, do you really want to stay in Key West? I mean, Key West is awesome. It's one of the greatest places to to eat and people watch for a family i mean everyone it's it's great but if you you know you can fish there you can walk around get great food if you really want to fish you know there are places in marathon and key largo uh where the family can go and and get good bang for your buck as as you would say but um it's uh 
Key West has so many different things to do because um, it could be a great romantic place. It could be fun for kids and, and everything. And it's, you talk about laid back. That's, that's a laid back place. Uh, Raiders Reb says, what should be considered? This is a good question. What should be considered when planning for big national parks with kids ages three to 11? That's another tough one as far as three-year-old or whatever. Um, you know, a lot of this is depends on how much you're going to walk, right? I mean, how, yeah. you know, yeah. And, and do you plan tours? Do you want someone to give you a tour? Do you want to go? I mean, there are companies that give tours that, you know, you can go for in two weeks where you're on bus with uh, um, like 20 people, 28 people. And, um, and they take you to hotels, then they give you the tour with a three-year-old. That's, that's kind of tough. So you'd have to figure, you know, okay, what kind of vehicle <laughs> do you want to, to fit everybody in, you know, and how long drives do you want to do each day? Yeah. All of those things I've, I've done those for people. Um, and, uh, and there, and there's some companies that I use to help me do that. Cause that's, that's a tough thing. How far do you want to go? What kind of money do you want to stay in the park? or stay just outside the park. Um, yeah, because if you're taking a three- or a four-year-old on a big, long trip, they're, they're not going to remember it. No, so no. It needs to, be, needs to be, I would think you're trying to make it where it's as pleasant as possible because you want to have, you don't want a vacation from your vacation when you get back from the vacation. Right. Um, right. McKinney Reb. <laughs> I know McKinney Reb. He, uh, he says, <laughs> is uh, Viking River Cruise line the best for european river cruises any other similar cruise lines you would recommend any tips for snagging a discount on these um it depends on you know price and you know bigger ships how many people you want on the viking is a very good line it's a four-star line he's a he's a high roller i know i know okay. mckinney i know mckinney then he high. probably would want to do uniworld or talc they have you know instead of 200 people, they have 130 people. The rooms are bigger, um, the food's better, the tours are smaller uh, and, and better. Um, it's, uh, and as far as snagging a good deal, Viking, you don't get all that many good deals and AMA, they, they're kind of star. Um, a lot of times, and I'm sure that this will start coming back, they usually, they come visit our agency like two or three times a year and whenever they come, they give us discounts that last for two weeks uh, or maybe the whole month. And that's one of the best ways to snag it. And, and, and it'd be one of those things where some can go, go, you know, in September to Germany and see the castles of the Rhine, you know, do you think you might get a deal? Well, we might, you know, I'd call people up and find out when y'all come to town, you're going to offer anything special. And a lot of times they do. So, um, but uh, there's no set way to snag one. You just kind of, Got to luck into it. You have a favorite European river cruise? Um, the the um, Uniworld that does the castles on the Rhine is is kind of the introductory one that everyone wants to go see because it's, I mean, it's striking and and seeing all the European cities from the river is fascinating because you don't get to see that. Um, you you know you drive from city to city in the in the river cuts in places where a lot of times the highways don't go. So um, it's pretty spectacular. Speaking of uh, European travel, uh, T. Duolim wants to know, um, 
driving record. This is a complicated question here, and he's also testing. Yeah. He's also testing my uh, my pronunciation of Italian uh, words. Yeah, just this, don't worry about that because I'm not very good at it either. This is not <laughs> going to go well, but we'll give it a shot. Uh, driving recommendations in Sicily, starting in Tarmina for two nights, then Agrigento for two nights, and finishing in Palermo for two nights. Says yeah. he definitely wants to see Syracuse, Piazza, Armarina, Villa Romana del Casale. Valle de Templi, Marsala, and Erise along the way. Yeah. Any, any tips for the best routes to see all these sites? <laughs> to, to be honest with you, the easiest route is to start and end in Taormina. Um, and that way you kind of circum, you go all the way around the island. But the first thing, you know, he doesn't even mention this, but you get a chance to hike up an active volcano we did that, uh, Lynn and I did that like three years ago. And you ride up to the top on these giant six wheel drive buses that probably carry 30 people. You get out and you can see the volcano erupting, you know, about half a mile away. Um, but it's the kind of, it's not like a Pompeii kind of eruption. It's the kind that's just kind of a slow, um, boil instead of you know saving up for a big explosion but um you have to do that if you're there but let's start there and then do Etna um, Palermo and then go to Agrigento and Syracuse and kind of back to Terramina you gotta have at least gotta have a week really um so I'd love to give him some recommendations if he wants to call um but uh yeah that's very specific and uh well that that and the answer you just gave is why someone like him who knows what he wants to do should absolutely get in touch with you because you guys can yep. make that work. I mean, you'd be able to, he's, he's, he knows what he wants there. So you're going to be able to handle that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ben Lindsay. And again, this is a question that Ben asked on February the 7th. So things have changed. Thank God absolutely. in, uh, in three weeks, yeah. is there yeah. a sense that restrictions, John, on foreign travel are going to be adjusted before the summer? For example, the Cayman islands are currently not letting, foreign travelers in cruise ships will stop testing before boarding that kind of thing. So yeah. here's, we'll, we'll, we'll take his, his question here, but I'm curious, do you get the sense that uh, restrictions on foreign travel are going to start to be lifted between now and June one? Yes, I do, but I'm not certain something else could happen and, and mess everything up, but it's certainly trending that way. The, biggest problem that the travel industry has right now is is having to test to come back into the United States. That is a major pain in the butt. Um, and uh, if they drop that, I think everything would really, really change. Um, but like he was talking about the Cayman Islands, um, you they weren't allowing anyone in, but now they're they're going to allow vaccinated people in just with a with a negative test. If you're not vaccinated, you have to get tested when you arrive and on the second day and on the fifth day and on the seventh day, you know, I mean, just testing all the time, but it's gonna be easier for vaccinated to travel than unvaccinated. Yeah. You know, that's, I'm not getting political. That's just, that's just a fact. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it's one of the reasons my daughter's got vaccinated. Um, for the Rebs. Wants to know uh, what are some great singles resorts? I know that you you spend a lot of, of your time at singles resorts, John. So what are, what are some of the good ones? 
<laughs> there's, you know, there's some really <laughs> nice ones. Body Holiday in St. Lucia is basically just a spot. You know, it's, it's, you can kind of go easy going, or you can say, I want to work my tail off and lose 20 pounds and whatever. And that's, that's a really special, nice place to go. Um, Breezes Resorts in Mexico and the Bahamas are, um, they're not bad, uh, you know, and Hard Rock, Punta Cana, um, married couples go, families go, singles go. It's kind of a, you know, it's a big resort. And then of course, just wildness, you go to um, hedonism and the grill, but I don't know much about that. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, all right. Uh, Land Shark Lenny Nine says almost 50. It means he's almost 50. He's mm -hmm. never been out of the U.S. with the exception of a kid's cruise. Um, I'm with you, Lenny. Uh, he goes, uh, what's, what are your favorite three European cities to visit? And, and what's your recommended length of stay per city? And this is with the assumption. So this is maybe, if not for this summer, a future summer. Right. Assuming that all restrictions have been lifted by the summer and things are back to, quote, normal, end quote. Right. Um, I would say Edinburgh is one in Scotland. Um, the people are the nicest people in the entire world. Um, and they'll just sit and talk with you. And, you know, you, you sit down in a pub to eat. And I mean, they're, they're just wonderful people. I'd, I'd stay for at least four or five days. You could take day trips out to the Scottish Highlands, do whiskey tours, go see Loch Ness, um, play golf if that's what you want to do. Paris or London, um, four or five days at least in those. Um, just so much history at both of them. Um, but my absolute favorite is Florence in Italy. And uh, <laughs> I could stay there forever. Um, if, if I had the money, I would, I would just stay there forever. It's just, it's the best food. It's the nicest, attractive people. You know, the Renaissance started there. Wine, countryside. Um, I mean, just everything. Fashion stores, um, you know, Ferragamo and, and Gucci. Ferragamo has their main factory there. I mean, it's just, it's just an amazing place. And so many cafes that you just sit out, sip wine for like hours and just watch people go by and eat and, and talk with people. It's, Florence is amazing. Um, again, some of these questions got asked before things changed. Salmonish. Uh, my buddy, Uncle Sammy, he says uh, the UK is dropping all travel restrictions this week. No vax requirements uh, before or after testing. Do you anticipate the U.S. dropping its foreign testing requirements anytime soon? Of course, that may they may require vax documentation, et cetera. But what is a realistic idea when the testing requirement will go away? Because that alone adds almost two hundred dollars to any trip along yeah. with, with wasting a half day. Yeah. I don't, I have no, <laughs> with the way the, the testing requirements are dropping worldwide, um, some encouragement, but that's what really the travel industry is really lobbying the Biden administration to drop that. And, you know, I don't see any, <laughs> I don't see any, hey, you know, I think we, this may happen soon or whatever from, I, I'm just not hearing that. I'm hoping that it will be by summer that they'll do that, but I have no, I don't have high hopes, but I have hopes for sure. Um, let's see. 
sets or CETS one, two, three, nine adults considering a vacation to Southern Europe next year, interested in Spain, Italy, and Greece would like a range for budgeting, including travel and accommodations. You know, that's a, that's one of those hard questions because I, I don't know if they're talking about, all right, how long are they going to, they don't, they don't talk about that. Are they just going to Spain or, or Spain and Italy and Greece? And, you know, are they staying for two weeks? Are they staying for a month? I mean, it's, it's hard to guess exactly, you know, do they want to rent a car and drive? Do they want a driver? Do they want to take train? planes and automobiles, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of, a bunch of questions like, and do they want to stay at the Hampton Inn Rome or the Hassler at the top of the Spanish steps? I mean, it's a huge, a huge variation, but bargain wise, I think you could probably do it for 10 or 15,000, being careful where you stay, you know, and, and taking trains and, and things like that. But if you want you know, and that's just kind of with for the highlights. If you want to do a really in-depth thing, you know, and want to see everything, uh, you know, that just takes a longer time. Um, so that's the that's we'd have to find out exactly what their idea is, how long they can stay. That's in their budget. But how often do people ask you if you're that John Edwards? <laughs> um, that's funny, and I think I know the guy that did that did that asked this question. Um, and I think his family's really from where my family is from originally, except, and believe it or not, I mean, I'm 6'3", but he's the tall John Edwards with the people that I know. Um, it's the U.S. Senator, um, and no one's ever looked at me and thought my hair's not as nice as his. Um, but um, when we've had dinner reservations like 12 or 15 years ago in New York and one time in Italy where they thought that we were that guy, and they didn't ask who Lynn was. It was not Mrs. Edwards. It was, you know, Mr. Edwards and his a company person, you know, just like, um, but um, we got a really good table in New York out of it. So <laughs> it was good. <laughs> That's good. Uh, affordable. This is from Grove Rover. Affordable, all-inclusive beach vacations for a family. Doesn't need to be glamorous. Just a good beach, bar food and drinks, warm for spring yeah. Oh, so spring break beach vacation, because sometimes spring break beach vacations can be disappointing because it's cold. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously you know, they're not, they're very few, if any, in the United States uh, for a family. So you have to go to Mexico or, or, or Jamaica or the Bahamas, uh, places like that. So um, those are nice places to go I, to find out the ages and, you know, again, is everyone just gonna stay on the property? Do they wanna go out and take some tours? Um, kind of that kind of thing, but but Mexico and the Dominican Republic is probably the, the, um, the, the best value and really nice places that you can go. All right, here's a good one, because people talk about this a lot. We only took the girls to Disney one time. Carson never went to Disney. I guess he'll grow up and tell his children that he was abused. <laughs> um, <laughs> North Tampa Rebel wants to know. He says, I have an eight and a five-year-old and just keep putting off Disney World. I see the videos of the lines, the crowds, et cetera, and just can't pull the trigger. Is it always crowded? This is a good question. Like my brother, Ryan, he loves Disney. He's gone to Disney a thousand times. He's gone by himself. He's gone with just his wife. He's taking his kids. 
Wow. And I know this sounds bad, but I'm about to say sounds sacrilegious, but you know me. I'm, I guess I'm kind of this way. Nothing about Disney does much for me. Yeah. What, what, what is it about? We'll start with his answer. His question is, is Disney always crowded? Yes. Disney is always crowded. <laughs> there's, there's no way around that. The least crowded is like mid January um, to the end of January. Um, you know, Martin Luther King and it's crowded then. So you kind of have to fit it around there, but it is always crowded and it's always expensive. Um, and there are ways to, to get around the long lines, but, but you pay for that too. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, if you have a pretty good amount of time, you, you say, okay, I want to go sometime within, you know, four months to nine months to now from now, try to find a week that, and you can kind of, you can kind of play with that and slide the days around and, and, and sometimes get, a, but it's always going to be crowded. Um, always. And they've dropped the mask mandate at the, at the parks like a week ago. So that's a big deal. Yeah, um, that is a big deal. Cause God bless the people that went during the mass times. I know. I, I, I mean, I agree. Oh, yeah. Uh, best about this is uh Tex versus Texas versus Tennessee rebel via Tennessee rebel, not versus Texas via Tennessee rebel wants to know best value time of year for big Cedar lodge. And for people like me who don't know what big Cedar lodge is, what is that? It's a, it's kind of where bass pro started. It's, it's, it's own. It's a, it's a big lodge right close to Branson, Missouri. Um, they have two or three great golf courses. Um, and it's on a big lake. Um, so there's fishing, there's water skiing, there's, there's stuff to do everywhere. And then of course you can go to Branson and see shows and, and go shopping and that kind of deal. But the best, the best time to go as far as, as values, as far as rooms at Big Theater Lodge are January and February and September. Um, and we, we have made arrangements for people and we've gone there a couple of times. I have not been since they built the really great golf course, um, but it's supposed to be really challenging. And I think PGA seniors hold a tournament there, I think. Phil Walkie, who has one of the best uh, usernames. That's a really creative name. Yeah, I've that. always liked it. Uh, yeah. ideas for a fall vacation to Vermont. Our little one wants to tap a maple tree. I have planned out some people and I'm, I'm doing this for my daughter and son-in-law right now, um, for driving kind of landing in Boston and going up through Vermont and New Hampshire and ending in Maine. It's about a week long trip. Um, and, uh, you don't drive any more than half or two hours every other day lots of hiking and, and, and seeing and that kind of stuff. Um, tapping a maple tree. I'm sure we could figure out some, someone that could do that, help them do that. So I think that'd be pretty cool, but yeah, yeah. that's the kind of stuff that I have done before. So, yeah. Farrelly says best catamaran cruise in the Caribbean, uh, British Virgin islands, Bahamas, or somewhere else. Uh, British Virgin islands. Um, they have a lot of, uh, they have some companies, one really good company um, uh, that does these, they can have, they have up to four bedrooms on their catamarans. Um, and uh, it's, it's, uh, you have a captain and the first mate, first mate does all the food, um, you know, the, uh, 
they're normally a married couple um, and then there are four bedrooms that that the guests can stay in and it's pretty reasonably priced so that's that's something that i've i've done some research on and uh, i'd love to do that I've, I've i've done some research for a couple of people that that listen to the podcast and we haven't been able to pull the trigger yet um uh but hopefully hopefully we can do that soon um um zero 10 says wife wants to go to Charleston. Mine does too. Um, where to stay and few places to not miss. They're great walking tours of, of, of the old town. There's a great sunset cruise. Um, there's tons of restaurants and, and everything. And there are great places to stay. Um, the, I mean, the Charleston place is a great, but there's smaller hotels that are really nice too. It really need a, a budget um, to help pick out the hotel, but but um, just walking around there, shopping. But the, the walking tour of, of of old downtown takes like three hours or something. It's it's awesome. It has some great history. Dawson Reb says, "What are the best out of country travel destinations for non vaccinated people?" Right now, it's Mexico and Dominican Republic. They're 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 close. Um, most of the hotels in Mexico um, have a guarantee where you come in, you stay there, um, and then you test the day before you leave. And if you test positive, um, you are provided a room for the entire time that you continue to test positive. Um, the I, I think with that kind of guarantee by the government, it's not often are you going to test positive, but um, <laughs> there, I, I think that's because that, that would be incentive to go down there and get it. Yeah. That, yeah. So, I mean, that, that did cross my mind a couple of times or whatever, but, uh, I, you know, Mexico, when I heard that they were going to start doing that, I was like, okay, finally, Mexico is not going to be able to continue to be, because they've had more tourists last year than, had so everyone's going there now um but um the deal is when they when they came up what biden said okay you're gonna have to test to get back into the country now how are they going to do that and within a day here's what we're going to do we're going to get put a testing site in every hotel um every major hotel and you're going to test the day before you're supposed to leave and if you test positive you can stay here at the hotel another seven to ten days you know until you don't <laughs> test positive so yeah it's amazing not what the, the image that goes through my mind is, you know, when you go through security, like at a ball game and the guy just kind of like, yeah, yeah. go see yeah. where yeah, yeah, you could be walking in packing and, and they're not, they're not checking you. Yeah. The guy, we're just going through the motions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. LR Reb, I guess that's little rock Reb, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe it's not, uh, Europe for toddlers. I think we are likely doing the French Riviera with ours this fall, man. Some of you people, I don't know whether you're crazy or I admire you. I, when I first read that, the, my response was, wow. Um, yeah. I have sent a family to Scotland and England with a, a infant and infant. Um, it's tough. The thing you have as is the kid doesn't work on a schedule. And so you can't like go in a, if you want to tour something, you're going to have to have a private guide because you can't go with 30 people and the kids start screaming saying, I want a nap or I want whatever. And you can't just walk away and you can't go back to the bus or, you know, it's, um, you just need some, some private guides to do some stuff. I, you know, that's tough. It can be done, but it's tough. 
um, I sent someone to the U.S. Virgin Islands um, um, with an infant, and uh, I think it was the wife's 40th birthday or something. I was like, okay, mate, had a good time. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, there's a part of me that looks at it and tips my hat and says respect, you know. Um, yeah. All right, D yeah. Manning 9251 wants to know, uh, says he's basically, he says he's going to Boston. One thing I should see or do on a weekend trip. The, um, the, the, the freedom trail thing, and I can't remember yeah. that's what it's called, but is really that's cool. It. Yeah, that's it. And it's like three hours and, and, uh, and two and a half miles long and 16 sites. And yeah, that's, that's great. That's the thing to do. You see, the, you see the constitution and you see, uh, the USS constitution, the ship you see, yeah, yeah. see uh, Paul Revere's house. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remember what else you saw. Cause I did it as a kid and I, I remember it. Um, Bunker yeah. Hill. I think you go to Bunker, Bunker Hill. Hill. Yeah. You do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Absolutely. I, like, I like that. I like that kind of stuff. I like history stuff. Yeah. Um, me too. my buddy, goodbye. Tad, Tad pad says, uh, I got married two weeks ago. We're wanting to plan a quote honeymoon end quote for the summer blended family during the summer months we have mine and hers a week on a week off on and off etc we cannot get quarantined in jamaica for an extra x number of days because we test positive yeah. for covid we're both vaxxed which country or island in the caribbean is our best option and then uh he says on a personal note i've booked through john before the booking never came to fruition due to a divorce filing that took place roughly three weeks after said booking John went out of his way to refund my money and it didn't go unnoticed. We'll be booking with John in the future. Yeah. I know we're saying this with John standing right here sitting on zoom, but John Edwards <laughs> is a really good dude. Whether you do business with them or not, you're a really good guy, John. I'll tell you that. Um, Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. So um, let's, he can't, he can't get quarantined even. It might be fun, but he can't. So where, where would you recommend? I mean, the U S is the problem right now. So, um, you know, maybe we could find some place in the United States for him. Um, I mean, there's some, there's some really nice resorts in South Florida um, okay. uh, that might fit their deal. Cause otherwise until they lift that testing 24 hours before you leave any Island, I, you know, not, they're not going to let you in back into the United States. Could you carry a few extra hundreds just to sort of buy the, <laughs> buy a negative test? It's I, I'm sure that's possible, I, but I, I, I'm not familiar with that. So, and I haven't asked that question. So, I, I didn't know whether you'd. I didn't know whether you'd heard about that. Maybe on the on the slide. <laughs> I, I have not heard that, but it wouldn't surprise me. Um, it would actually I, surprise yeah. me if it hasn't happened. But, but yes, yes. Yeah, that would not I be agree. the gamble you'd want to take. Probably. Uh, BS yeah, Davis sixty eight. He says, "What is the average cost?" I'm going to guess this is a hard question to answer. What is it the is. average cost I would be looking at for a seven day trip to Japan? Having never been to Japan, I'm guessing that there are all sorts of different types of trips to Japan that would run the financial gamut, if you will. Yeah, I think the low end staying in, in nice hotels, but not the, you know, four seasons, whatever, you're probably looking seven to 10,000, probably closer to 10,000 for a week. It also depends, you know, where you want to go, but a, a typical tour is, is, you know, like Tokyo and Kyoto and, and, you know, and that's about it. Um, Cause there's so many different places to go and see, but, but that seems to be a typical tour with a, like Globus or, or some of these international tour companies. And that's kind of their, 
Globus is is a four star, you know, versus somebody like Talc, which is you stay in the four seasons and do all that kind of stuff. And and Globus stays in good hotels, but you're probably talking close to ten thousand, I would think. Mr. Troy says his wife wants to go to Iceland in the summer. Mm -hmm. He's, he wants to know what are the prevailing COVID restrictions. He says there's no reason to go if there are lockdowns. You know the latest yeah. COVID stuff in Iceland? This is what you're good at because you can keep up with this as it goes. Yeah. Um, vaccinated, uh, you show a negative test um, uh, that's been taken less than 72 hours, then, then you're fine. Um, if you're not vaccinated, um, you have to take two tests and, a, and, and be quarantined for five days. So that's Ooh. another thing where if you're vaccinated and test negative, you're good to go. Um, but obviously the problem with those things is you test right before you go. If you test positive, you better make sure you have good trip insurance because you, suddenly you can't go. So yeah. and you didn't know you couldn't go. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great um, point. Okay, that's good. That's good advice. Ignatius Nine has a pretty specific question here. I bet this will be a good answer. I'm looking forward to this. He says, guys, golf trip in September. Where would you suggest we go that has elevation changes on the courses and it isn't in Arizona or Denver? Yeah, this is an easy one. That's Whistling Straits up in Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, they, have, they have five courses right there in Kohler. Um, basically, the whole city... If you don't work in the Kohler plant, you work at the golf courses or the restaurants that take care of everybody to play the golf courses. Um, it's a neat little town up there. Um, and there is huge elevation changes, um, great courses. And of course the Ryder Cup um, was, was, um, was up at uh, the Straits, one of the courses. And that course is difficult. Um, I played it and I played all of the courses there, but, but that one like exhausted me mentally and physically. It was just, you have to walk and the shots that it asks you to make are just not something that I can do. So <laughs> it was, it was tough, but it's a, that's a great place. Um, and another place is streams in central Florida, about 60 miles east of Tampa, which is in the middle of nowhere. But there's a lot of elevation changes there because it's built over old phosphate mines where they dig giant holes. And, um, and so their lakes and their hills, I mean, I think there's one hill that's, you know, two or 300 feet high and everything. That's, that's I mean, it has a lot of elevation changes there. Um, not as many as Whistling Straits in Wisconsin, but it's, it's closer. You can almost drive there. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Sugarland Reb 22 says, what's the best way to choose a flight when you have concerns about a flight getting canceled? That's, that's a really good question. The, the easiest answer is early morning flights are generally the best. Um, a lot of times, especially spring, summer, fall, um, storms can build up and by the afternoon and it can, you know, it can cancel flights because of weather and everything. And then the other thing, and, and then, you know, if you go early in the morning and something gets canceled, a lot of times you can catch a flight later that same day instead of having to wait another day. And another one is check which carriers are, are canceling the most. And that's, you know, typically lately Delta has been the best at not canceling and American has been the worst at canceling or sometimes United too. But I mean, 
but that changes. Um, but just typically early morning and then just check and see which air lines have gotten. I mean, you know, I think Southwest had, had trouble with crews, not finding enough people to, to fly all the, when the, when the new Omicron hit or whatever, and they couldn't find enough people well to fly um, and crew. So yeah, um, it could be shaky sometimes. My buddy NYCTUP says, with a lot of places fully booked and prices increasing, do you have great ideas for places that are cheap relative to how much they normally cost? Countries whose currencies have been devalued, like Argentina. I'm not surprised he came up with that question. He's he's one to he's one to find uh, find the rainbow in the storm. Yeah, <laughs> um, they're really. I mean, everything is going up everywhere now. I wouldn't send anyone to Argentina. I, you know, I'm not sure that they even let anyone in right now. Um, maybe they do, but we haven't had anybody um, traveling there. I think the only the best thing you can do is is plan as far ahead as you can and just be kind of flexible with with the ideas because there's just not really very many good deals right now. Um, and every time, you know, almost every day they're coming up with new flights or they're adding a flight to this city, but it never, <laughs> new flights are always a little bit more expensive than the ones that just filled up. They're not, they're and, and nobody's going ahead and saying, okay, we're going to go back to 30 flights from Memphis to, to Atlanta a day. Well, they just, you know, it, for a while it was like two or three and now it's maybe eight or nine or 10 or something. But, but, you know, I don't know when it's going to go back to the way it was. I don't know. Um, so right now they're keeping things expensive everywhere will gas prices this wasn't on your list will gas prices as gas prices go up how much will that change airfare it certainly can um i haven't read anything where they've talked about that but it's already you know raising shipping rates and 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 things like that so it won't be long before something like that happens now a lot of times i think a lot of these airlines have bought futures and and stuff in and they've gone ahead and like paid for for fuel and they may be running out of uh, out of that um and so they may be the the fares may be rising soon it probably will affect it I, you know i just don't know because it's going up anyway um another ski trip question uh kgz 06 wants to know a uh, best deal for ski in ski out what months have he says he has enough miles for plane tickets with delta and american so he's just looking for the best ski in ski out deal um the best deal is probably well it depends on on if you want to take a chance january after the holidays after the first of the year um is typically cold and so relatively good prices then um like the second week of january or whatever february also kind of in the same boat now if you want to take a chance and go in late march early april a lot of times the skiing is is still pretty good um but you're taking a chance on it being slush or or ice or or that kind of deal um but January and early February um, are generally when you can get the best prices, but they're not, I mean, 
skiing's expensive uh, yeah. no matter when you go um out west anyway five star city reb says toddler friendly trip vacation options a drivable southeastern destination preferable yeah uh, louise is soon to be two he says so devious little specificity on just what kind of how yeah. old toddler is i i think and this i've used this place south seas uh uh, island resort in captiva which is where i've taken my family for 25 years and we've gone everywhere from a one-bedroom beach thing before the kids got old to you know a four-bedroom beach house uh you know and, and it has everything in between and that's something that you know if they wanted to call me i could if he described what they want to do and and what their budget is i can tell them the kind of room to get uh, whether a beach okay. cottage or a golf cottage or you know that kind of stuff orange beach Reb. <laughs> yeah orange beach Reb wants to know he says for 12 days in italy what do you think of the itinerary of flying to rome then driving down to naples and catch a car to the amalfi coast and stay there for a few days then a train then uh, hop on a train, or I guess he means to say, or a car up to Florence and stay several days in Tuscany, then back to Rome for a few days and then fly back to Nashville. What do you think of that itinerary? I think that it might be easier if you like flew into Florence, which is the farthest north that he's talking about going, and then head south into Tuscany, um, then go to Rome, then the Amalfi Coast, and then you can fly out of Naples Italy. So you just fly into Florence and out of Naples. Um, okay. So then that, and that way you're going the same direction the whole time instead of going back and forth. Um, and that would be back and forth. Yeah. You don't lose time traveling that way. Right. 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 Uh, all right. OM Reb 20 says, I'm in the process of getting married and I'm starting to look at places for our honeymoon. What are a few places you recommend, John? He says, we both enjoy the beach and would not mind going somewhere internationally, Mexico or the Caribbean. Um, once again, depends on the budget and the length of stay. Um, there are lots of choices. And, uh, you know, do you want to stay in a big room? Do you want something small? Do you want something off by yourself? Do you want a lot of activities? All of those things, you know, and it, and it takes 10 minutes to talk to me to get an idea of what to look for. And then, and then I can find it. It's, it's the, you know, quick flight or we don't care if we have to fly eight hours. I mean, all of those things uh, go into it. Uh, Olhask says he owes his wife a trip to San Francisco. I'm assuming that's what FS SF means interested in when and what. You can go pretty much any time because they're, you know, the weather, doesn't change a whole lot it doesn't get really hot in the summer and it doesn't get terribly cold um i know it rains a little bit more in the winter but it's a beautiful city it is still um great restaurants and and lots of things to do and lots of things to do you know nearby with you know napa and and alcatraz and, and going i gotta tell you one of the most I, what i love is going across the bridge and staying in sausalito, sausalito or, or even yeah. tiburon yeah I actually yeah, like that better than San Francisco proper. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's really laid back and, and, uh, it's, it's, a it's beautiful out there. I mean, beautiful. Um, and you go would, south and go to Carmel too. And that's, yeah, that's, I love Carmel. Um, mm -hmm. I, actually of all of it, I think I like Carmel the most. Um, I agree. 
I will say this. This isn't meant to be political, but man, I'd wait till the COVID stuff was done before I went out there. <laughs> they've, I won't disagree. They've, they've, um, they've bought it hard. Yeah. All right. Last one. Our, our, uh, our friend courtesy flush one wants to know the little lady wants me to take her to one of those fancy all-inclusive beach resorts for our 40th anniversary next year. Congratulations. Uh, preferably mm -hmm. all adults. What are your thoughts, John? 40 and um, 40th anniversary with the quote, little lady. I'd get in trouble if I said little lady, um, all inclusive beach. Percy flush like I do. He, he's always in trouble, but anyway, uh, <laughs> he's a great guy. Um, uh, I need to talk to him because the main thing is, I mean, I know him as a person. The main thing is budget right now. Cause they're, they're, they're great places to go. And, and, Lynn and I went to a place called Hermitage Bay in Antigua. Uh, it's an all-inclusive, but it is it is spectacular. Everybody has their own little private plunge pool in the back. Everything. Oh, very I saw private. your pictures from that. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's a really neat place. It's got like twenty-eight bungalows and then a beach, and everyone has their own little pool. Great food. Um, that was that was a great place because we needed that right then because we'd had all sorts of stuff going on. Um, family friends and everything and and so that was a great place where i mean we didn't even leave our room for the first three days they just brought us food and 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 beer and champagne and i was like we don't have to leave here for a while so yeah, that's like my kind of trip right there yeah yeah that was great yeah that's great but yeah I'd, I'd love to talk to him so and i will do so so uh for the people i know i read this ad every day but for the people who want to get in touch with you um i know it's jay edwards at regencytravel.net how else would they uh, get out, get in touch with you, John? Yeah, you can call me on my cell phone, which is 901-494-3387. Okay. Yeah. 901-494-3387 for uh, John Edwards. Again, J Edwards, the initial J Edwards at regencytravel.net. I get that question all the time. So for people who do have questions, get in touch with John. And uh, like I guess we always say, give him some parameters, like whatever your budget is, it's cool. You can tell him he's not going to go repeat it. And um, whatever your budget is, your thoughts, and, and he'll he'll come up with a bunch of ideas. Uh, we've done it, and um, I know Jay Tate and Courtney have done it. They have a trip coming up this summer, I think, uh, that John has helped them uh, plan. They were originally going to go to Europe, and then the pandemic hit, and I think it's moved around. I don't know where they're going now, but they're, they've got a trip going with uh, with John. So, a lot of people have used him. People love him. And uh, I think hopefully this show will show you why. So, John, appreciate all the time very much. Hope you enjoy uh, the rest of your week and look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks a bunch. I really appreciate you having me. That wraps up this special edition of the Oxford Exxon podcast. Thanks to everybody for listening and making us a part of your week. Until next time, take care.